Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. We are working our way through the second of three lists found in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. The first one is a list of obstacles, barriers, sacrifices, difficulties, problems, trials, tribulations, various kinds of sufferings that the Apostle Paul endured for the sake of Christ. You find them listed in verses 4 and 5 of the 6th chapter. And similar trials we are all expected to face and need to be prepared for them and to face them with joy with confidence in the Lord's goodness and his wisdom, and not be complaining as if we ought not to have to suffer. Where did we get that idea? Certainly not in the Bible. But following that list of nine areas of difficulty, Paul then lists nine qualities that we will need in order to be able to face them well, these problems, and in order to be fruitful in our service for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's another list of nine, beginning in verse 6, which is purity, knowledge, long-suffering, kindness, the Holy Spirit, that's an interesting one, we'll get to that eventually, sincere love, the word of truth, the power of God, the armor of righteousness, those nine. And if we will incorporate those qualities into our life by our cooperating with the Holy Spirit, who will help us to develop those who will take the initiative and give us the power to do it, but he is here directing us into the things that we need to work on in our lives and that we will, we can be confident that he will help us as we work on these things. That will make us good servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if we neglect these things, we are going to be largely ineffective. And I hope that's a concern of yours. I hope it would bother you to think that you are going to go through life as a Christian and be very ineffective in your service for the Lord Jesus Christ. How sad that would be to get to heaven someday and the Lord says, well, what did you do with the talent I gave you or the mina I gave you or to take one of the parables that Christ gave? What did you do with that? Well, Lord, I meant to do this and that with it, but I... I'm afraid I got sidetracked, and so we better be serious about these matters and pay attention to them. With that introduction, I welcome you to this Monday, February 6th, Beacon Broadcast, and thank you for tuning in, and thank you for your financial help, or at least your consideration of helping us financially. 
I hope you'll give that some serious and prayerful consideration. All right, back to the list. What are they? Number one, purity. We've got to develop that in our lives, and that is one that will sidetrack so many of God's people. It's just a an avalanche. It's a flood tide. It's a it's a erupting volcano with lava flowing everywhere in our society today, and Christians are going to have to fight for moral purity. Number two, knowledge. We've got to be students of the Bible. I'm sorry, but energy and zeal and well-meaning labor is not enough. You've got to know God's Word. The Bible warns about having zeal without knowledge. We need to have knowledge. And so we're going to have to become lifelong students of the Bible. We're going to have to develop some regular study habits. We're going to have to carve out some quiet spaces in our schedule. Quiet spaces, quiet places, (laughs) quiet moments in our schedule where we get alone with God and with His Word and develop a serious knowledge of the Bible. Of course, that's enhanced by listening to good Bible teachers. That's enhanced by being a member of a Word-centered church where God's Word is taught. Surprising how many evangelical churches today don't do much teaching of God's Word. They've gotten all involved in many other things that they address energetically, and yet they're very lacks in teaching the Word of God. That's that's a shame, and we, we need to understand the problem with that. The third area is long-suffering. A toleration for people, being patient, being long-suffering, including being able and willing to endure injustices without anger or resentment or vengeance. We need that to be good servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not easy. When somebody attacks us, what's our first response? Fight back. Attack them back. No, you've got the fight in the wrong place. (laughs) Go back to the first of the list. Purity. Now, you've got to fight for that. We've talked about that, how you're going to have to battle to have a life of purity. You're going to have to fight against impurity in its many forms as it comes at us from many places. But that's not the way we handle the attacks of people upon us, personal attacks. What did Jesus teach us to do? If somebody smites you on the cheek, turn the other one also. Let him let him smite the other cheek. That, of course, is metaphorical. We don't often have anybody actually physically hitting us on the cheek where we have the opportunity to turn the other cheek and say, slap that one too. But he's teaching us a lesson. When people attack us, when people harm us, in a personal attack, when I'm not talking about attacks upon the Bible, attacks upon, upon uh, the church, and so forth, and sometimes they get closely intertwined, and we have difficulty separating one from the other. 
But the kind of personal attacks, the smiting-on-the-cheek kind of attacks, where somebody's going at it, going at you, going after you, trying to hurt you, trying, trying many times to, to, to arouse an unholy response from you, too many times we accommodate them with an unholy response. You attacked me, said things about me, Unkind things about me, I, I can I can dish it right back. I can say unkind things about you. You have impugned my motives. Well, I can impugn yours right back. And so it goes, tit for tat, back and forth. That's the endemic way of handling things. But we're talking here about a list of qualities that we're going to need in order to be able to be Christ-like and serve the Lord in an effective way. By purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering. Have you ever thought about how long-suffering God has been toward you? Thank goodness for that. Where would we be without his long-suffering, without his patience, without his kindness, without his being willing to forgive us again and again and again and again and again? So if people attack us, we need to be willing to not retaliate. To return good in the place of evil is the way Jesus taught us in other places. Here's what Paul said in Ephesians 4, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. There it is, with all lowliness and gentleness with long suffering bearing with one another in love. That's what he's telling us here in this list. Or consider Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Even as Christ forgave you, Christ forgave me, and he forgives me every day, over and over and over and over and over. There is no limit, there is no end to his mercy, as Jesus taught us to be like our Heavenly Father. How many times should I forgive my brother, says Peter, or the other disciples to Jesus? Seven times, which they thought was pretty magnanimous, because I think the Pharisees, if I'm not mistaken, taught that we should forgive three times and then let them have it. <laughs> so, so Peter said, I'm, I, listen, we're going we're to do better than that. We're going to double that and add one to it. Seven times. Not three times, not six times, but seven times. Wouldn't that be enough? And Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. In other words, when it gets that many, you can't even count. You can't keep track. In other words, there's no, no limit. There, there is no limit. Oh, that's difficult. Oh, that's difficult. That goes against the grain. That wars against our Adamic impulses. We want to retaliate. We don't want to be maligned. We don't want to be slandered. We don't. 
Nobody does. But we're going to have to be willing to take that kind of treatment in a patient, long-suffering way and return not tit for tat, not evil for the evil that has come toward us, but to return good in the place of evil. We need to be long-suffering, to be willing to suffer, and that is suffering when we are attacked, to be willing to suffer long, not short, <laughs> not, okay, that's enough. Now now I've had it, and I'm going to whack you just as hard as you whacked me. That's the way of the world. That's not the way of Christ. That's not the way of the Christian. If we're going to be effective servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to develop purity, knowledge, long-suffering, and kindness. And kindness is akin to the long-suffering that is required, but kindness, we're to be kind toward others, tender-hearted, forgiving. Kindness, that means the disposition to do good. Kindness, that means having a sweetness of spirit. Kindness, that's, that's love in action, showing kindness to others. If your enemy <clears throat> is hungry, feed him, show him kindness. If he's thirsty, give him to drink. Your enemy, the one who has done you wrong and who has tried to harm you and may still be wanting to harm you, and now he's been rendered weakened by the circumstances of life, and what do you do? You come in and show him kindness. What are you doing? You're showing him grace. You're showing him Christ-likeness. You're showing him what God is like. You're showing him what the gospel is like because the gospel is extended to people who are undeserving of it. It is, it, is, it is extended to people who are enemies of God and makes them his friends, his children. Kindness. We need to develop that in our lives. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying, Good day. May God give you his eternal peace.